Hey, John here. This is the first podcast for 2022. Took a little time off over Christmas. It was good. It was fun. And I am ready to roll. So one of the things I do in January when ad rates are really, really low and, you know, you start almost freaking out looking at how less money you're making compared to, say, November or even December and so I'm prompted to do some cost cutting. I'll open up the last few uh, business credit card statements and rip through there. And every year I find a handful of software subscriptions that I'm not using. So I cancel. So I think I've chiseled off about 200 bucks this year. Uh, so that was definitely worth my time. Doesn't take very long. And uh, it's just a good opportunity to clean house. Now, what I want to talk about is where I'm going in 2022. And, you know, I don't really ever have grand plans. I'm a bit, a lot more like a flying by the seat of my pants sort of person. I don't have big fancy publishing schedules. I don't use fancy software for organizing and managing and planning anything. You know, I'm just basically a Google Sheets guy and Apple Notes guy and uh, run everything that way. But what I want to do in 2022 is I really want to focus on further improving content quality. That, that seems to be this overwhelming theme year to year. Every year, you know, I sort of endeavor to, I am going to publish even better and better content. And I really want to do that this year. And so in 2021, I did this big push. I launched a whole bunch of sites. They're not included in any of the uh, fat stacks, income reports or anything. I've just seeded a whole bunch of sites in a variety of niches and doing a bunch of experiments. Some are on age domains, some are on new domains, some the lower quality content, some higher quality content, the whole bit, the whole gambit. I'm just, the seating's almost done. It's, it's been a number of months and I'm just going to let those sit and see what happens with them. I'm not really going to keep reinvesting in those. I just want to sort of see how it shakes out over the next six months and then make some decisions at that point. In the meantime, I'm really retrenching into basically three websites, three websites that have the most promise, the best earning three websites I have. And they're growing pretty good. And so those are the ones I'm going to really focus on with hiring some more writers. I've already done actually. And, and what I'm going to talk about in this episode is really a new way I've gone about by hiring writers. That's working out really, really well, but you got to have a little bit more patience than the usual route. Okay. So you might be thinking, well, John, you know, you, I know you've used a lot of writing services such as Passion Post, Writers Access, Content Development Pros. Etc. 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 Yes, I've used many and many and many of them over the years. Now, I still use Writer Access for some really quick turnaround stuff, really more of the simplistic stuff. And sometimes, if I need something really, really niche, I'll do like a casting call on there and try to find somebody with that specific experience or background. And so, Writer Access is really good for those purposes, and I'm still using it now. Passion Post has delivered some amazing content. Hardly ever have to send any revisions back. I've placed uh, two significant orders. The, the the big problem I've had with them, though, is the turnaround time is a lot longer than I like. And so the problem was that, you know, I basically spent a ton of money up front for a really big orders. But then I'm waiting, you know, three months plus for all the orders to finish up. And it's just too long for my liking. And, you know, I sort of amortize those costs in terms of how much I'm spending on content every every month. And so the money's tied up, but it's not coming out. So, you know, last year, I think it was last year, the year before, I hired a couple of writers. I got really lucky, two writers, one one for uh, each different site of mine. And they are amazing. And they, they're just consistent. The content's excellent. And it's so easy. I've had to train them and, and lots of feedback, especially in, in the beginning. 
but it's just so easy with them. And so I've decided to do another push hiring some more writers and I've done this on and off here and there. And so I did recently. Okay. So I want to talk about that process. And, and the process was this. I went to where I've gone usually in the past and that's pro blogger job board. And typically it's been quite good. You get a lot of applicants and you got to sift through them and most of them aren't, aren't good. But you, 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 I typically would find some gems in there and I would en- end up with one or two hires. In fact, those two writers I was just talking about that have been with me sometime, they were both hired from ProBlogger, so it's been good. But I, found, I placed an ad just before I went on uh, vacation over the holidays and I got a whole bunch of applicants, 55 or 60 so far, and sifted through them. And I, I basically, I think I gave five or six a trial run. Basically, I give them four article topics and, and see how they do. And all of one no showed. Okay. So I don't know. She's not interested, I guess. One was okay. And so I've asked her to do some revisions. I'll see how the revisions shake up, but the rest were terrible. And, and it was a little bit dis, well, I should say a lot disappointing because the, the cover message was quite good. The, the websites they have written for in the past were reputable. Some of them much bigger than any of my niche sites, like really top big brands in in the niche. Now, I don't know if they're making it up that they wrote for those or anything like that. But anyways, I mean, the applications look really, really good, yet the content that they delivered was really, really bad. And so I basically have one person left out of that whole big push of a hiring effort. And so far, it's not looking good. She's had to do some serious revisions. I'll see how they turn out, but I'm not, you know, fingers crossed, but I'm not counting on and so it was back to the drawing board and I'm like, well, this was a lot. I spent a lot of time dealing with this and, you know, sending instructions and trying to onboard them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And a uh, really disappointing process. And so what I decided to do was I have a couple of really good writers who've been with me for a long time. They're freelancers, not through any sort of platform or anything like that. And I just asked them, I said, Hey, you know, by chance, do you know, uh, do you have friends or colleagues or know anyone who's looking for another writing gig, just like what you're doing, same rate of pay, everything. And so this one, she sent me so far two more people, which was great. And so I gave them a shot and they were awesome. They were really good. I mean, basically she had vetted them. She already knew that they could write and they were interested in writing and it made it so easy. And they're smart. They were easy to train and they were onboarded within days and they're already producing content that I'm able to publish. It's been the easiest process ever. It's just amazing. Okay. So, so I'm like, okay, this whole referral thing, this is gold. So I thought, well, she should be rewarded. So I said, you know, thanks so much for the referrals. I'm going to give you a hundred bucks for, for both of those referrals, uh, 200 in total you know, just to, just to make her know that I'm really grateful. And, you know, it would have it saved me a lot on posting ads elsewhere and so forth. And so that maybe, you know, she's going to be even more on the lookout. I said, any more in the future you send, I'll give you a hundred bucks if they stick around for a few weeks and are good writers. I'll happily pay bonuses for this. And so, so then one of the writers she had sent me, referred to me, um, well, actually both of them, I, I sent them the same offer. I said, if you know of anybody who's a good writer and who's interested in these topics and looking for a part-time or full-time writing gig at these rates, let me know. And I'll send you the hundred bucks if they stick around for a few weeks and work out. And so one's already sent me another. So basically it's sort of like within, within very little time, I'm getting highly, highly qualified people asking me for a writing job. And I don't have to vet them. I just sent, I do send them a couple trial articles. I don't, you know, get them fully onboarded, but I mean, it's just been like, it's been night and day compared to the stuff I was getting through pro blogger. Like this is really, really, this is like really, really good stuff. Now 
I got to preface this, the person who initially sent the referral, she's pursuing a master's degree at a university. Okay, so so her acquaintances and friends are other students, probably at the either, well, they could be at any level, I don't know, undergraduate, graduate, whatever. But obviously, so then the pool is a fairly talented group. But that's the whole point, right? So this should start make you thinking if you want to tap or access really, really good talent out there, you know, try to hire even just one person, even if it takes a little while, you try to get one person where they might have tentacles into the target talent pool you're looking for and you're off to the races and it's exponential, right? So, so now I've hired three and so I could you know, if, if each of them send me referral and then each of them send me, I mean, obviously I'm, I don't, I don't have the budget to employ like 20 full-time writers. So I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to pretty much, I'm almost really at the max right now. And in fact, they're sending me so much content, I can barely keep up with it. And which is going to lead me to another point about where I'm going in 2022. But this has turned in, this has been eye-opening for me because I've never done this before. I've never really sort of pursued this whole referral-based aspect for hiring writers. And it's worked amazingly well. I don't know if I'll ever do any other approach before again. Now, obviously the the, the crux of the, the the problem here, the biggest problem is get a first hire, right? You can't get referrals if you don't actually have a writer working with you. And you can't do this with writers who are working on those platforms like Writer Access or elsewhere. That's considered poaching. You could get banned from the platform they can and so forth. So I don't advocate that you do that there. You need to hire someone directly. So if you could find a really good hire. Now, now I've, I've tapped into the whole university uh, circuit here and so you could start by posting an ad at a local university or college looking for a writer and you get that one person, they're going to know people and, and you're off to the races. Another potentially really good pool in my mind would be the stay-at-home parent crowd. Now, uh, I, I know them. I got young kids, so I know there are stay-at-home parents there. And a lot of them, once their kids are in school, they're not really keen about going back to any sort of big career they may have had before or even a full-time job at this point, but they wouldn't mind something part-time that pays reasonably well and offers really, really flexible hours. And, you know, that writing gig is perfect for that. It's why it works so well for students too. They need flexibility. They need a week or two off for exams. I got no problem with that. Take the week or two. I just accommodate for that some, some other way. It's not a big deal. You can work extra hours in a given week or two because you're on holiday or whatever. By all means, I welcome that. So, so the flexibility is really the big selling point here. And, and I should also tell you what I'm paying and I'm paying $20 US per hour or five cents per word. I let them choose. I found typically that basically the cost of the articles work out to pretty much the same either way. Now, if somebody spends, you know, 50 hours on an article, I'm going to have, we're going to have a word, right? That, that's excessive. And, you know, same with, um, you know, a, a word per word. If it's just all fluff and it's nonsense and they're just cranking them up for the word count, we're going to have a word. I mean, those people aren't sticking around. That's, a, you know, that's the whole point. You're hiring people who, you know, put a real premium on put writing and submitting really, really good content. And I can tell you that these people really do. They pride themselves on like, you know, it's not just about a paycheck, but they're actually really interested in writing something really cool for the web. And that's awesome because that makes my job so much easier. So if you're looking for new writers going in 2022, I, I strongly suggest trying this whole referral process. If you have one writer already that you're working with, see who they know and give them an incentive to, to talk to other people. 
you know, give, give them a hundred bucks. It's, it's totally, totally worth it. After all, I mean, to go to pro blogger, you got to pay 75 bucks for a job posting ad. And I think it's 150 if you want one of the ones that stick toward the top. So, so it's really a no brainer for me. So I alluded to where I'm going in 2022. Now with all these new writers on board, it's actually taken a bit of effort on my part to train them. And it's a slow training process. I don't just train them on everything right out of the gates. We start slowly with, I want to see their articles, provide feedback on the articles. Then we get into the whole formatting aspect. Then we get into training on images and them actually formatting and taking care of all the content in the back end. So, so it takes about two to four weeks to fully onboard a writer and I do it in stages. And, you know, the goal at the end of the two to four weeks is really to have the writers basically doing everything for the article. They've formatted, they've got the images, it's all done. It's basically I go in and I press, I click publish. And what this also does is it takes a lot of pressure off and work from VAs who have typically done a lot of the formatting, especially when you're doing big orders with various content services that don't do all of this fine tuning. And, and I don't really trust to get the right images. Whereas with the writers, you can train to, to get like the right images and get them added on as users to Shutterstock. They can use the Amazon embed thing, or they can get links from the various uh, merchants that I'm going to fill it for and so forth. So it, it speeds up the whole process, but it is an onboarding process. And it does take time. And I also said you need to have patience with this process because, you know, if you ask an existing writer or a group of writers, say, hey, do you know anybody? It might take them a week to find somebody to even send somebody your way. The hundred bucks will sweeten the deal. I can tell you when I, when I, when I put that little uh, bonus out there, like right away, they they start thinking, they're like, hmm, I could make an extra hundred or 200 bucks, like literally doing nothing. And they'll start sending the referrals right away. So, so do that, it could speed up the process. Now, so where I'm going is I'm fairly involved with this content now, but I'm focusing on three sites for the, the next several months for the time being, letting a lot of other sites just sit and age and see how they go. So I'm quite heavily involved in formatting and publishing this content. I'm actually writing articles every day as well for my sites. I'm, I'm back to that. And I'm enjoying it, especially I get to cherry pick the article and topics that I want. So, and that's really, that leads me to sort of a, a bit of a quote that I came up with here in one of the emails. And those visitors to your website don't care what you don't write about. They just care that what you do write about is done well. Okay. We have this, we have this perception in our mind like that our niche sites need to be fully comprehensive and cover the entire topic. And we've got to just make sure that it's so thorough. It's not really true. I think it's a, a bad mindset because what that mindset does, and I've, I've, I've been in that mindset for a lot of my time as website publisher. And what that does is it makes you, um, it really leans you toward quantity over quality. And I, and I think in this day and age, especially with the whole AI content revolution coming out, I have no idea how that's going to shake out. So don't ask. I really don't know. I can't help but think that content that is clearly written by people who can demonstrate expertise and inject personality and make it really interesting content. Basically what really is sort of link worthy content would be today is going to be the type of content that's going to succeed. Now I could be, I could be totally off base. Who knows? Maybe Google is going to love AI content and they're going to rank it. And therefore it's really boils down to who can produce the most of it. I don't know. I, you know, you could be wrong. I don't really know how this goes, but I just have this gut feeling that creating these websites that are really interesting and that they're informative and that they're clearly written by people who demonstrate expertise is the way to go. And I'm really leaning toward that with these personal hires. And so what that means is, is I'm not really really choosing topics and keywords and all that to in an effort to try to 
basically fill all the gaps within my niche because my niches are fairly broad. Instead, I'm asking these writers who I hire, I know already they have an interest in, in the various niches I'm in, but I'm like, okay, well, what areas are you particularly interested in? And, and chances are they've read about it. Maybe they do it as a hobby. Maybe they've been involved in it. Maybe it's been a former job or career. And, and so they tell me, and that's the foundation on which I'm using to come up with topics for these writers because these articles are going to be even that much better. And I'm not so worried about filling in all the gaps on my site. Now, if there are, sometimes there are gaps you just have to fill. And it's just, it's, it's part of a series that you're doing. I've got writers access for that. And I've got a, a long love list of great writers and they're going to do a good job. And it may need a little bit of polishing from me. And I often like to inject my own introduction and create, make it a little bit more personal. And I got no problem with that. And I'll continue doing that. And writer access has always been one of those platforms that's just always been something I use every month. It may, some months a little, some months a lot. So it, it's definitely sort of a mainstay in my business. But in the meantime, I'm inviting writers to be like, okay, well, what, what, what do you, what are the areas you like? And then I provide them topics for that. And it actually makes it really easy for me to come up with topics because I don't particularly care whether you're going to write about it as long as it fits within the niche and that there is some search volume for that content. I'm not going to just write about like stuff that, that nobody's interested in at all. That, that doesn't make any sense. That's not, that's not economically viable. So. That's my approach that's working really well. And so I'm inviting these writers. I'm hoping that that makes the job even more enjoyable because they're not just writing about boring stuff that I assign them, but they get to write about stuff that actually interests them. And so I'm going on that basis and it's working out very, very well. Now there are going to be articles. I'll sign them and say, you know, sorry, you know, you're going to have to do this article because I really need it. And can you get it done within a week and so forth? So, so this is my approach with 2022 and I'm going to be very hands-on with these sites and in an effort that I really want every article that that's going to get published is going to be, you know, you know, exceptional and going to be very, very good for the topics that they're covering. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, some, I'm going to go really, really obscure, really, really long tail. And I'm also going to go toward a little bit more, more of the higher search volume guides and see how that works. See if I can start getting some traction there, because a couple of my sites have quite high domain authority and a lot of traffic and a lot of inbound links. And see, they seem to be doing pretty well with some pretty high search volume terms. So I want to try to capitalize on that. Now, I've been reluctant to mention that in this episode and in emails. And the reason I am is a lot of people who listen to this and read my emails are fairly new and their, their sites are new wish. And I don't want to give the impression that, you know, I'm changing my entire strategy. That I'm going for higher search volume. It's not really the case. The only reason I'm doing that is because after years and years and years and tens of thousands of in referring domains and thousands of articles, I'm actually starting to rank without even really trying for a lot of seed keywords that are generating quite a bit of daily traffic. Okay. This wasn't, I didn't set out to do this. It's just happening. It's the nature of the large authoritative growing sites is not really fair because it's, you know, I already have a lot of long tail traffic and here a site like mine gets to then start ranking for even higher traffic uh, keywords, the, the more competitive ones, the, the difficult ones. Now, it doesn't mean I, I rank for all the ones that I, that I set out on my site, but more and more are ranking and are performing well. So I figure, well, you know, this is an opportunity to maybe expand beyond just the, the real long tail and start incorporating some of the, the, the more difficult keywords out there, seeing as it's already working. But it's been years and years to get to this point. So don't jump the gun here. Really focus. I mean, my, my bread and butter remains to this day, long tail, obscure, 
very specific article topics. And whenever possible, do them in a large series, really carpet bomb a particular topic, if at all possible, interlink everything. This is this is a proven strategy that's worked for me. It's where I'm going in 2022. I just want to take the content quality up another notch. Every year, I keep trying that. And and generally speaking, I would say my content over the years has improved incrementally bit by bit. And I'm hoping this year that I can do the same. Thanks for listening.